This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam back! Get him ready for the NBA Duncan contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. Again, hey, it's back up. Hey. Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. For a little bit, you were beginning to be the most frustrated, the most anxious, the most nervous man in McPherson, and not even because of bullpup basketball last night on a Monday night at home for senior night, but because midkansasonline.com was not cooperating. And we were getting inundated. A lot of people want to know where Swap Shop was. But. Yeah, but mostly Swap Shop. <laughs> yeah. But they kept calling and saying, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where's the website? And we're saying, we don't know. It's it's lost. I, I even got hammered at the basketball game last night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, easy. You well, got hammered at the basketball hammered game? Hammered by people oh, saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get hammered. I was about to say, Steve. No, they said, I think well, that I, goes against USD 418 policy. Can't you get that website up? What, what What's wrong with you? You can't get that? I'm like... It's out of my hands. I, I, I have no control over it. Well, not only that, but Steve pretty much paced around the office for seven hours yesterday. If I'd had one of those little, what do they call them, that tells you how many miles you walk. A pedometer? A pedometer. A pedometer. I would have uh, I would have had a lot of miles yesterday. Steve just kept walking around and go, God, this thing's just killing me. What am I going to do? And I think he ran over to the library and... Probably paced around there too much, and they probably told him to be quiet and and kicked no, him out of that, the library. No, that was the ladies at the table that were. No, that they were they were the ones that were about ready to fight. Yeah, there were some ladies at the table that were making the little. They were a little too loud for one of the patrons, and the patron took exception to it. But moral of the story: midkansasonline.com is back. It's better than ever. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well, it's, it's back up. It's it's not quite as good as it was, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but we're working on it. Yeah. Steve's sports stories are up. We're updated on obits and news and swap shop. We're we're getting back to normal, but also getting back to normal. Both McPherson basketball teams picked up a couple of fun wins last night. A very fun win for the boys, 84-70, to as they rocketed out into a crazy fast-paced start. The girls' game before that was the exact opposite, Ugh. as McPherson won 38-14. to That was one of the weirdest games I have ever seen in all my 40 years, because Augusta's a very good basketball team, but maybe it was just me, but they just didn't seem very interested. Maybe it was because it was a Monday night, but they just didn't seem very engaged in that game last night. Maybe they were as upset as maybe some of the girls were on the McPherson team that they couldn't watch The Bachelor live. 
I doubt that. Oh, I'm telling you, they were into it. A couple of the girls on the basketball team came up and said, what are you going to do? You can't watch The Bachelor live? And I said, well, I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow morning. I'm only about halfway through it, Steve. I've been so busy this morning that I haven't been able to see all What's the guy's name, Claude? No, there aren't very many 25-year-olds named Claude, Steve. What's, what's, His name is Colton. Colton. Yeah, whatever. He lives in Denver. Okay. But That's I'm, all, I'm only like halfway through to okay. last night's episode, so yeah. we're working on it. But right. the Augusta girls, it was a really strange performance from them because there was never a sense of urgency. And the style that they played, it works in the first half. It works in the beginning of the third quarter when it's still a single-digit couple possession game. But then you look up in the fourth quarter and there's five minutes left and they're down by 15 and they take the ball and walk it down the court. Jane Marlney, she was out for a stroll in the park the whole game it seemed like. I would think of the 32 minutes of clock, the Augusta girls probably burned 14 minutes just walking the ball up and down the floor Yeah, without even setting up an offense, just slowly walking down. And because of the way they played, Kind the McPherson of, girls, they get a little itchy. Yeah, they want to run. They, they, they want to start playing, and not only would they just be slow bringing it up, they'd pass it off to one girl. She'd stand there, one, two, yeah. three, yeah. four, okay, dribble over here, yeah. pass it to another girl, one, two, yeah. three. And it was just slow, and that's a really hard game for us to broadcast because normally we're used to a faster pace right play by play on the radio is typically a little faster and i just kept running out of things to say because nothing was happening they weren't running they were just moving i was the posting stories i was posting stories that i had waiting for me he wasn't even paying attention i wasn't i was posting stories to midkansasonline.com because you know they were just it was like it was like watching a tennis match they were just passing the ball back and forth ping pong you know just not much happening. And when you play a game like that, sometimes you play a little bit more like your opponent, and that's what the McPherson girls did for the first half. They were only up 14-8 to at halftime. And Augusta had not played well. McPherson had not played well. And then the Bullpups were able to outscore them in both the third and fourth quarters, 12-3. to So they pulled away to win 38-14. to Augusta was 4-for-34 from the floor. So... They made the fewest field goals against McPherson a team has made this year. Well, I'm trying Four. to think. I've covered McPherson for 40 years. And you have? I, yeah, yeah. Oh. But I'm sure you didn't know that. No, I didn't. But the only other score that I can remember opposing team being less than 14, I believe it was the very first game, girls game I ever covered, <laughs> and Winfield scored 13. Ooh. Yeah. I bet Jason Vinjohn wasn't around then. Well, do you remember a game against Winfield last December? Oh, there was a 10. Where the Vikings scored 10. That's 72 right. 72 to 10. 72 to 10. And that, as I said, Winfield, all of a sudden I had an image just pop into my head. That's right. We had a 10-point game. So, Steve, now for the McPherson girls, we'll talk about the boys here in a minute. Now they turn things to the future. They start to look ahead because tomorrow is the cutoff day for sub-state seedings. They'll be announced at 10 right. a.m. tomorrow morning. So tonight's the last night of games, and as everybody continues to be worried about it here throughout the area today, and a lot of teams were preemptive and moving games forward to Monday, there's a chance that there are some games that do not get played tonight. Right. And we'll know here in the next two or three hours which teams will be playing, which teams will not be playing, but here is where McPherson sits. Currently they're 18-1, which at the moment puts them into 
second place in 5A West. May South is the only team that's ahead of them, and May South is 18-0. They're supposed to play Goddard Eisenhower tonight, and Goddard Eisenhower is 9-10. So, in theory, it should be a win for May South. Right, they're going to be the one. Then, Wichita Heights is the three. They are also 18-1. and And then Goddard is 17-1, and and they also play tonight. So, there are a couple of hypotheticals that we can play out for you right now. Number one, let's say all three of these teams... One, before we do that, McPherson will be a top-four team, which means that they will be at home for both their sub-state games. Right. But now it just depends on whether they get the one, two, three, or four. Right. So let's say that all three teams play tonight, and all three teams win. May South is 19-0, and Wichita Heights is 19-1, and Goddard is 18-1. and At that point, May South would be the one, Wichita Heights would jump ahead of McPherson because they've played one more game to the two, and Goddard would be in a tie with McPherson at 18-1. and Now, they both have given up 32 points per game defensively this Ooh. year. So, the next tiebreaker, I believe, offensive. is offensive points right. per game, which McPherson is currently at 54. Goddard is currently at 53. Oh my so, God. that Goddard game is very important. Then after that, I think it's a coin toss. Yeah. So, if that's the way things play out, then it could be that McPherson drops to a 4. That could be a 3. Let me play this scenario out for you, Steve. Let's say May South tonight loses. No. Let's just say. All right. Just, just yeah, let's, I, let's have fun, Steve, right, okay? Right, okay. Yeah, no, fun they're, not, they're not losing. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like it. Yeah. So let's say they lose. They're 18-1. and one. Let's say Wichita Heights loses. They're 18-2. and two. Let's say Goddard loses. Let's just go ahead and say they win. They're 18-1. and one. So then Goddard, McPherson... And May South would all be tied at 18-1. Then it would come down to all sorts of crazy tiebreakers, although some of those teams have played each other. But here's maybe the most realistic scenario. Let's say they don't play these games tonight. Ooh. Which is very possible. Yeah. So that would mean everything would freeze as it is right now. Right. Which for McPherson is not a bad draw, which would mean that they would finish up as the two seed. Come on, Mother Nature. They would be 18-1. Now, what could really be interesting here would be if, let's say, May South decides to play and some of these other teams decide not to. I'm going to assume that they all do not play for this scenario. May South is the one seed. McPherson is the two. Wichita Heights is the three. Goddard is the four. So that means that not only is this a really good break for sub-state seeding, which means that they would play the 15 or the 18 seed, Mm -hmm. But they would put themselves into a position to be able to be not in that number four seed for state if they win both games at sub-state. And that is something that is very important. And some teams, they just focus all on the sub-state, where teams like McPherson that are here all the time, they start to look ahead. And they start to say, where could this seeding put us for state? And we're a ways away from that. But if nobody plays tonight, then McPherson will finish as the two. Which yeah. is a pretty good finish. Yeah. Boys game last night, Steve, it was a lot of fun, especially coming off of a game where one team scored 14 points. Augusta's boys scored 18 in the first quarter. It was 20 to 18 at the end of the quarter. At the half, it was 38 to 35. Going into the fourth quarter, it was 54 to 53. And then the Bullpups, like they have done all season long, cranked it up in the fourth quarter. They scored 30 points. Pulled away, and they were able to have all of their senior night festivities, take the three seniors out of the game. But that team that showed up last night, 
If that team shows up next week, on Thursday, on Saturday in a sub-state championship, if they show up in Emporia at the state tournament, there are not very many teams that can beat that team. Now, if the team that shows up from the circle game or if the team that shows up from some of the other games where they've been closer this year, then they're beatable. But last night's team that scored 84 points, 31 from Jake Alexander, 28 for Max Alexander, 14 for Cody Stuffelbean, that team is not going to be easy to beat. They were 14-17 from the field in the second half and 13-13 at the line. That's about as perfect of a half as you can play. Now, they had some turnovers. <laughs> you know, they had a they had about eight or nine turnovers in the second half, I think it was, or maybe ten. But when they didn't turn it over, they didn't miss any shots. And when you make shots, the game's a whole lot easier. 30 of 47 for the game, 16 of 18 at the line. And Coach Kinneman has maintained all year, these guys can shoot the basketball. Well, they shot the basketball last night. I mean, they were absolutely tearing it up. And this is why you want to be at home as much as you can. Be at home and... The McPherson boys for sure will be at home for one game for Substate with their opener. Now, depending on the way the bracket falls and if there's an upset, they could be at home again. But as of now, they're just going to be at home for their first Substate game. There's no way that they can drop into a spot where they do not host. I don't think there's a scenario where they can jump up into the fourth spot. No, no. Because they are 14-5, and five, and currently they are the seventh seed in 5A West. Bishop Carroll is a six seed. They're also 14-5. Salina Central's 14-5. May South is 14-4. It would take something crazy, and I would have to play out all the scenarios, but I don't think they can jump into the top four. But now it comes down to who you play in your first game. Right. Because as a seven seed, you match up against ten. the ten. And that's not an easy draw. No. 5A West. Right now it's Andover. Yeah. Who they've already lost to this year. Right. But I think... If we looked back at it, that was a game they probably should have won in overtime on the road, first game of the year. First game of the year means nothing. So not only do you get a tough first-round game, but then you have to figure out what the best matchup is <laughs> for a sub-state final. Yeah. Because the top teams in 5A West are so strong, and probably the spot that they want to stay out of the most is the, is the 8 or the 9. Right. Which I don't think they can drop to the 8. I don't think they eight. can. But... The reason you want to avoid that spot is you avoid Mays. Right. And Mays has been, if not the best team in the state on the boys' side this year, they have for sure been the best team in 5A. Oh, they've, done, they've, they've clearly, to me, been the – I mean, they haven't had hardly any close games. They're 20-0. Now, Andover Central, Wichita Heights, Mays South, Salina Central, Bishop Carroll, McPherson, those are the next teams in line. And I think it's a toss-up with all of those teams. I, I think any of and those a lot six of them, are good. Yeah, and a lot of them have a really big kid. Right. 6'7", six, 6'8", six, you know. Besides somewhere. Andover Central, really. Right. But those next six in line, I think any of those teams can make a run at this. And Arc City, if they turn things on, I think they can make a run at it. The top eight teams in 5A West are all very solid. But Arc City lost their second best player. Right. Least, I mean, but if they far, got hot and then yeah. really started rolling. Well, if rolling, Kevin Clark goes for a hey, you like 50 points, you know, 
then they have a chance. Right. But Wichita Heights is very good. Hanover Central, we've seen them. They're a very good team. Yeah. May South, I don't know a ton about them. I know they're scoring a ton of points. Got a big kid. I think they got a 6'8 kid or a 6'7 kid that's pretty good. Salina Central has been very good this year. Bishop Carroll is a team that has given teams problems. They won state in 5A last year. That This seeding in 5A West is about as competitive as it can be. And when we will take a look at sub-state finals next weekend, next Saturday, I get the feeling that there are going to be some absolute bloodbaths out there, that these teams are just going to be killing each other. And this is this is why I said, boy, if we could have just waited one more year to go 5A, because 4A is really down this year. And that Augusta team we saw last night, they might do some damage in 4A, because they yeah. can really shoot it. I mean, they've got, they got a big kid. The Burton kid's an outstanding shooter. The Jackson kid's an outstanding shooter. When you got a six-seven kid that can protect the rim, uh, they got a couple other. The Andrews kid isn't bad. I mean, that's a that's in fact Augusta may very well be the team to beat in Division Three going into next season because they get a lot of those kids back. Steve, it was a fun night last night inside the Roundhouse. It's always fun on Senior Night when the teams are able to win and win with relative ease. We had some great interviews from the five girls on the senior side, or the seniors girls on their side. Three boys, they're all really smart, and I think that's the well, thing I took away from the it the McPherson most. McPherson girls, if you add their class rank together, Coach Stradman gave this stat. It adds up to thirty-one. <laughs> so thirty-one divided by five, the average class rank of the girls is six. I think one of them's number one. I think Megan Eisenbarth's number one. Is she or I thought it was Maggie Lee? I don't know. They're all really smart. Well, they're all really good. Yeah, they're they're smarter than us. What'd you graduate in your class? Forty nine. Hey, that's not bad. Out, out, of, out of what? Exactly two hundred. I was in the ooh. Yeah, I was in the. I was like at the, in, 70, in the top twenty five percent. I was in the top twenty five percent. I think I was like one hundred and ten. It was at four that I got my last semester. I think I was one hundred and ten out of five ninety. And I had a three nine four GPA, and I was one hundred and ten. <laughs> well, if, if my neighbor wouldn't have given me a B, I probably would have moved up quite a bit. You'd think having my next door neighbor as my teacher, that should have been an A. She didn't see it that way. I don't think you would have been a very good kid. She man. was kind of snarky though. Well, sure, like yeah, you. Yeah. I wonder where you picked it up from. I All right, know. Steve, let's take a break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, did you get any chance to watch the Kansas State Wildcats last night? No. They were on the road for Big Monday. First time they've been on Big Monday this year and you didn't watch? Well, I was busy. You should have taped it. You have DVR. Yeah, I I had too much to do. You don't you do not do that for K-State games, just for KU. Right. So the K-State Wildcats, it was a struggle early on in that game, but they picked up a nice win on the road at Morgantown. West Virginia has just really fallen off the face of the planet. I thought that was a team that, even though they lost a lot from last year, I thought that they could still make a pretty big impact this year in the Big 12 and have a chance, but... 
Turns out they're probably going to be the bottom feeder. In I the don't Big know if they'll win. Year. I don't know if they'll win another game in the conference. To be honest with you. Well, Steve, I've got a question for you. As K State won sixty-five to fifty-one, if you were on the voting committee, somebody was running through the parking lot out to my left. It distracted me. Okay. If you were on the voting committee for the Big Twelve Conference, first team All Conference, and for Big Twelve Player of the Year, is Barry Brown? The first name that you think of for somebody for Big 12 Player of the Year? Boy, I don't know. It's just been one of those years where nobody's really distinguished themselves, I don't think. Um, Diedrich Lawson, to me, has probably been the best player. Uh, he's had like 15 double-doubles, and he's kind of had to put But that... what if KU doesn't win the Big 12? Well, you know, they always say the best player on the best team, which would be Barry Brown. And I know that there's a kid – the the Wigginton kid, I think it's Wigginton from Iowa State. Yeah, he's been very good. Uh, but then you look at the, you know, you look at the other teams, and there's just not, you know, a, the, the, I think Texas. Where last year, every team had that one. Yeah, guy. Texas Tech has the that one, but he's Culver, I think his name is. He's a freshman, six 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 seven forward. I think right now it's it's Barry Brown and Diedrich Lawson in a two man race. I think Barry Brown is making a really good case for it, and. Part of it is that he's a veteran player, and with a lot of these awards, they tend to reward upperclassmen. Lifetime achievement. And, and it's maybe not exactly that, but they tend to give it to people that are upperclassmen. And I know that on the national scope this year, it's probably going to be Zion Williamson that wins player of the year nationally, or it could be R.J. Barrett or any of the McDonald's All-Americans at Duke. Right. But with these conference awards, a lot of the times – the coaches, because they're selecting this and they are making the call for player of the year, they give it to somebody that's stuck through thick and thin. Right. And if there's a player that's been through thick and thin, it's this K-State senior class. Right. And I think a lot of the people, that's why they were thinking Dean Wade at the beginning of this year. He was the preseason player of the year in the Big 12. But because he's been hurt so much. And he hasn't really been great. I mean, he's just I would think it would be hard for... Him to be There's a no first way. teamer, well, for, yeah, probably so. Because I would think it would be hard. Yeah. Now, if he really finishes strong, has a big game against KU, and they end up winning the Big Twelve, then I think there's an argument for it, just because he's been hurt. And but this is a K State team that I think Barry Brown has been the biggest spark plug for. Because remember, oh, I don't think there's any question. Because remember, in the tournament last year, and at the end of their season, with no Dean Wade, who was the guy that stepped up? It was Barry Brown over and over and over again. And he had a case last year to be in that Big 12 Player of the Year run. I mean, Devontae Graham was pretty easy pick, though, too. Oh, yeah. But he had a case. And this year, I think that he's got a better case than Dedrick Lawson. I know that that was your first reaction was to think Dedrick Lawson. And if KU does win the Big 12... It will be, yeah. Then I would think it has to be Dedrick Lawson because he is carrying I, I, I just I just think it's who... Which, if K-State wins the Big 12, it's Barry Brown. If KU rallies and... Was t- Devontae Graham the player of the year in the Big 12 last year? Or was it Trey Young? I think it was Devontae Graham. I could be wrong. But I think I think the coaches saw just, you know, Devontae Graham just will that team game after game after game. I don't think Trey... I don't think it was Trey Young. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'm trying to figure it out. It very easily could have been Trey Young. Yeah. Because of his... Sensational year. Remember, I who, who was the player? Of the, it, it was Devontae Graham last year. Yeah, because who was the national player of the year last year? Was it Trey Young? No, it wasn't Trey Young. Um, I don't know. 
I don't rem- I don't remember, but I know I don't. It's too I'm far pop- away. Jalen Brunson from Villanova. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty good too. Solid. Remember who it was the year before that, Steve? Frank Mason. There you go. What about the year before that? I don't know. You're you got. He played re- high school in Wichita. I don't. I you're, I'm drawing a from blank. the Bahamas. I, I'm drawing a blank. Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma Sooner. Oh, uh, Buddy Heel. There you go. Okay. I'm going to give you one more. Oh, don't. Please 2015. Don't. you got to remember, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 62 years old. Played in the national championship game. Plays in the NBA. He's a big man. Played at a Big Ten school. They played Duke in the championship game after well, beating undefeated Kentucky. I, I don't know. Frank the Tank. Frank Kaminsky. Oh, I, I would. you could have given me 100 guesses. I wouldn't have remembered Frank Kaminsky. He was player of the year. He was really good that year. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, in Kentucky had 12 people averaging well, 12 points a game, so it was right. hard to yeah. give it to any of them. Frank Kaminsky. Boy, I don't remember that. 2015. Yeah. So, Steve, as we look ahead, KU does not play a game this week. Right. K-State's off until Saturday as well. Does it make you sad? Does it give you no point of life to, I need, ha- to not have KU basketball? I need rest, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> It's an old man answer right yeah, there, Steve. Yeah, it is an old man. I'm feeling like an old man. This basket, I got to say, this basketball season has run me down more. It just seems like it's – I feel like we're in the NBA, the never-ending basketball association. I think it's all mental for you, Steve. I think it's lack of sun therapy. Mental midget. Is that what they would call you? They'd call me a midget. I don't know about mental, but they always call me a midget. Steve, let's take one more break. When we come back, I want to talk about the big news of the day. In Major League Baseball. Have you seen it? Mm. You haven't seen it? Mm. Oh, we'll stick around. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, the breaking news. Manny Machado to the San Diego Padres. Ten years $300 million free agent contract, the largest free agent contract in American sports history. Stupid money. Just stupid money. Nobody's worth You can get about four good ball players for $300 million. I'm sorry. I just And the Padres, they have been the most irrelevant team in baseball for about the last 10 years. Suddenly, the most irrelevant team now people start paying attention to them, but the only problem is they play on the West Coast. So, you know, during the week, you really don't know what they're doing out there. But $300 million, that means Harper's going to get, what, 350 320 Because now that Machado is signed, Harper's, the Harper deal will get done real quick now, too. Now that Machado's done, and we'll finally get this glut of – there's so many free agents who have not committed a team. And I think then the Royals open – Spring training yesterday? I believe so. Yeah. So you got a ton of guys that do not have jobs and now it's just going it's it's like the, the big domino fell and now everything's gonna fall in behind it, especially 
when Harper signs. I'm guessing Bryce Harper signs within the next three days. I'm saying the Phillies because they've just been saying we just want to we, we we're mad at our money. We just want to get rid of it, you know. So I think he'll go to the Phillies. You want to hear something crazy? Terrence Gore's going to start. No. Oh, the Padres with Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado. You want to take a guess at how much money is invested in those three players? Well, I know Hosmer signed a one hundred and forty-four million dollar contract. It was for like eight years, so that's four. so. So plus three hundred, yeah, four forty-four. What do you think Will Myers is at? Well, he shouldn't be getting paid a lot, but uh, he's probably getting ten million a year. Five hundred and twenty-eight million dollars between Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, and Manny Machado. You know what the Padres could do with the five hundred and twenty? They could build a wall. Build it. Build that wall right there in San Diego. <laughs> just, just go a couple miles yeah, south. Go, go yeah. build the wall. No, I think that's the, the plan right there. Wow. The, their neighbors up to the north, the Dodgers, you want to know how much guaranteed money they have on their books past 2022? About $330 million. $8 million after 2022. $8 million? $8 million for the Dodgers after 2022. Wow. So future money, the Dodgers are looking good. Yeah. So oh, that, yeah. that gives them some room to make some Big moves here pretty soon. But the Padres are saying, let's go win this thing, even though they're terrible. the players that I think they're investing in aren't the guys to go win it with. I think Manny Machado's okay. Yeah. I don't think he's going to instantly but turn this team into a championship They club. better bring the fences in then at Petco Park or wherever it is they play. What's well, all that sea air? Oh, yeah. Night game. nights. Yeah. Well, Temperature maybe... drops. Oh, yeah. Sea air is thick. Well... Look what happened to Eric Hosmer when he went out there. He became a nobody. I mean, his numbers were pedestrian. I think he's going to have a good year. Should have stayed with the Royals. That's true. Should have. Well, he probably wouldn't have got the money that he deserved and earned. No. But he needed to be a Royal. I bet he likes the weather in San Diego a little bit better. I'll bet he does. I bet he likes the women in San Diego. Probably gets a better haircut out there, too. I don't know. Kansas City, this place was right next to where my house is. He got a pretty good haircut. Okay. Well, he likes that Haas look. The Haas. I think we should give you the Haas. Oh, no. Have you figured out what your punishment is going to be if K-State wins the Big 12 yet? We talked about it on Friday. Well, somebody... Purple hair? No, purple. I'm not doing anything with the hair. What about Sing the Fight Song? Uh, Go fight, K-State Wildcats. I can't carry a tune. Oh, I've heard you sing, Steve. Back there when we get a little Zeppelin on or a little Sticks. Some Kansas, Kansas, some Leonard Skinner. There you go. Now you're getting more to my ballpark. Steve goes back there and he goes, I close my eyes only for a moment and the moment's gone. I don't know lyrics. I just know. Yeah, you do. I know sound. I'm all about sound. I'm a sound man. Steve, we're heading out to Mound Ridge tonight watching. Weather permitting. Yeah, hopefully. As the Mound Ridge boys are in playoff action. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We will have the McPherson College basketball coaches on tomorrow to recap Ooh. their season since they will not be in the KCAC playoffs this week. Should be a fun week of shows, and we will also know substate seedings tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. There we go. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Salem, Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.